0: Yeah. No, honestly, you're just so in the zone. Oh, yeah. Like, but I feel like you have to be. Mm. Like, it's just, it. if you're not switched on, you're going to get hurt. I think that's <laughs> oh, that's honestly what it's like. Like, if you're, like I said before, it's not tit for tat. Like, it's actually, you're getting, you're going to get hit.
1: I'm going to clip that. If you're not switched on. <laughs> Welcome back to Switched On, a platform for mob like you and me who are looking to learn and grow from life's experiences in order to fulfill one's potential, becoming more Switched On in the process. Enjoy the episode. Fly like a butterfly, sting like a bee, their hands can't hit, with eyes can't see. Muhammad Ali the goat. Um, that'll make sense in just a little bit uh, when we introduce our guest. For the first guest of this, of 2024, Baba. what do you reckon?
2: Uh, firstly, disagree, Rocky Balboa is the goat. Uh, <laughs> he ain't it ain't, a about how, it ain't about how hard you get hit. Uh, that's the best quote of all time. Keep moving forward. That's it. But yes, mate, exciting first guest, first potty of 2024. Um, excited and nervous to be uh, standing alongside this person. <laughs> um don't want to say the wrong thing because yeah left hook could come my way but very very happy very happy
1: to be here yes um yeah i'm super excited as well to be joined by one of my besties in the booth um this morning it's been a bit of a long time coming we've talked about this for a while but in person, she's one of the most genuine, kind and caring people you come across in the boxing ring, however. She's a woman that is on a mission as she looks to take top spot in the amateur boxing industry and beyond. We are joined by LaKeisha Keish Pergoletti.
0: <laughs> hey guys, thanks for having me.
1: <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So Keish, how are you doing and what do you do to get switched on this morning?
0: I'm good. Um, usually every morning, wake up, have a good feed, usually a bit of yogurt bit of protein, (laughs) bit of berries, um, and I always have my morning coffee. So, that's how I usually switch on. Nice cold shower when I wake up and just start my day.
2: Yes. I'm going to hit you with two questions (laughs) straight off the bat before we get into you, you, Tom. One, favorite type of berry?
0: Oh, blueberry. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. All the way. I did not
1: think you were going to ask
2: that. Really? eh? No. You you, you know where I'm going with the second one. Coffee. Yeah. What is it?
0: Oh, just black coffee with with a teaspoon of honey.
2: Iced or... Hot.
0: Oh, it depends on the weather.
2: So it's got to be hot.
0: Yeah. Summer, ice, yeah. winter, yeah.
1: Well, Keisha and, and I love like coming back to Italian heritage. So like, mm-hmm. what what do you use to make your coffee?
0: I use my little magneta, Yes. but a lot of people call it like a mocha. So chuck it on the stove, coffee rises up, yeah. it's all good to go.
1: It's so good. I'll yeah.
2: have to make you one, see if you, you like you've it. You've told me about this. Before. Yeah. They're good. Yeah. They're like, elite. Yeah. And blue- do- blueberry, love that. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Bubba? mate i um mate, honestly it's been a bit of a hectic morning in terms of like i have just not been with it today and that's due to the fact that like i was up like you know when you just have those thoughts and you don't know if you're asleep or you're awake mm. yeah i had one of those nights last night and i've been up since about 3:30 just like couldn't sleep thinking needed to pee and that and I was yeah mate it's a nightmare and then Oh, I was like, went for a walk and got through my whole walk, and I'm like, I'm nowhere here, like not here. And then I jumped in the cryo, and mate, oh, I am switched on. You here, mate? I'm here. <laughs> I'm back. Right. So, the cryo was what got me switched on. I did everything this morning, mate, but I was nowhere. And um, yeah, the cryo is what got me switched on this morning. And I'm be drinking the coffee during this potty, so that'll that'll keep me going too. Good to have your feet back on the ground, mate. <laughs> yeah, it was just one of those nights. Does anyone do you just have those nights? Yeah, yeah sometimes. Sure. Yeah. And then you like, like, and then when you, if you go for a walk or you do something, you like, man, man, that was me. Too. That's been me this morning. So, mm. yeah, but I'm switched on now. Mm. How about you, mate?
1: Mate, I what I do this morning? Um, I've been getting back with a bit of a routine, which is kind of nice because the first couple of days into 2024 I was either one recovering. <laughs> from New Year's or uh, last week I was working heaps at Gage. So um, I finally like got back into a bit of a routine of like running and um, regular sleep. So that was kind of nice. And this morning I just got up because a bit stiff from the run yesterday and sort just did some stretching and um, had brekkie in that, got in, had some coffee and then yeah, we're
2: here. Before we um, dive into this, yes, we were chatting yesterday, like do you, being an athlete, do you track your steps? I don't. But you know how some people do, right? Yes. They've got to hit this many steps. Yes. This bloke here, right, which is, it astounds me because a lot of ho- ho- it's hospi- hospitality, hospitality people yeah. would be mm-hmm. doing. He was running me through this, right? How many steps did you do the other day? Well,
1: when I was working at all last week, like, I think five or six days in a row of eight-hour shifts I was doing like twenty-five thousand plus steps a day.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. That's when has been no run, like yeah. a, not a run, not a no.
2: deliberate. Let's go for a walk or that's a just cardio. Just
0: working. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's earning. The when dollar. he told me that,
2: I was like, "Holy crap!" Like, but anyway, I just wanted. I was just like, "Yeah." So, was like, like, it was a big week for you, mm. and you don't understand that, eh? No, I don't. Like, <laughs> you just like, just go about it. <laughs> you just yeah. Move on but, next. Yeah. Anyway, we'll get into it, but I just wanted to give you a shout out for nice doing twenty six thousand steps on average <laughs> i was just so impressed the other day when Jeez, you. Cheers, mate. because i'm just like hospital that is walk some coffees around or walk some years like around, around it. but it's like holy crap it's like a half marathon <laughs> <every> <laughs> day,
1: <laughs> literally yeah good stuff well we'll kick it off get into this get this momentum get this uh ball rolling keish can you just for the listeners that don't know you um give us a bit of a lowdown of who you are and, and what you do in and out of the ring
0: Okay, so my name's Lakeisha Pergolini. Um, I have been competing in amateur boxing since I was about 14 years old. Uh, prior to that, I played soccer, a bit of basketball, um, but then I found my love for boxing and I haven't really looked back. Um, I was always around the sport. My dad started his own gym um, before I was born, just in a little tin shed in the backyard, nothing too fancy. That's
1: where the champions come yeah, from. Yeah,
0: that's it. Um, You get up to probably about 45 degrees, even more in the summer. Um, So absolutely sweating. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so that's where I started. Um, I was there up until the end of 2022. Um, But prior to that, yeah, training with my dad, um, I was junior and youth Australian champion. Um, I won a few golden gloves, won uh, Australasian golden gloves, um, and I was on the state team and youth national team, but um, COVID hit. So then, obviously, like everyone, we all had a bit of a break. Um, and last year, at the start of 2023, was my first year um, going international as an elite fighter. So, at the end of 2022, I gained my ranking as number two in Australia, and I was yeah. a. And then from then on, I was picked. Um, to go on a few trips and yeah, now I'm finally categorized with Combat OZ, which makes it a bit easier to travel around. But yeah, so at the moment, representing Australia um, in amateur boxing, I also work um, prior, well, most of 2023, I was doing support work with Wattability and they're an amazing company. I can't rate them enough. Um, I love what they do. I love their message. Um, But because boxing got so um, busy last year, I kind of stepped away from that just because I felt like mentally I was more like in that kind of work, you can't be selfish, but as an athlete, yeah. you have to be very selfish. Yeah. Um, so yeah, did a bit of that last year. And now since I've been back, I've just been doing catering, bit of hospital work, <laughs> it's good money. Like we discussed before, you're on your feet the whole time. Yeah. It's not like you're being lazy. Um, but yeah, the the aim now is to try and become a full-time athlete. So yeah,
1: let's go. That's so exciting. Um, and just to see like where you've been in the, like the last year, like I haven't been able to actually keep track. Sometimes, like I, sometimes you're in Argentina, and then next year, and then, then like the next month, you're somewhere else. I was like, like yeah. I thought you were in Perth, man. Like, it, it
0: was last year was honestly insane. Definitely one of my best years to date. Um, yeah, went to six different countries. Um, we went to Hungary, Bulgaria. Poland, Italy, Thailand and Germany um, and in between that we were in between um, high performance camps. so we kind of go between Canberra obviously at the AIS and then Queensland, we also train at the Queensland Academy of Sports so yeah.
2: Mm. Is that just, is this, um, just so I can wrap my head around it, um, not just like youth right? This is like no, so, this yeah. Is everyone yeah? Yeah.
0: Uh, so yeah, so the team that I'm in is the Elite team. So Elite is nineteen to forty years old.
2: And you're second in Australia in yes. that who's number one?
0: Number one is Caitlin Parker. She um she's actually done a lot. She's definitely someone that I have looked up. How to. is she? She is twenty eight. Yeah.
1: And you guys have fought a couple of times.
0: We have, yeah, we've fought three times. Yeah. Now. Are you better yet? I haven't beat her yet. <laughs> <laughs> but um but hey, that like even though we're on the same team, we travel together, we train together. We, we are actually good friends at that's the end sick. of the day yeah. like I, I want that number one spot that's why i'm there and yeah. and i love what i do and i'm gonna get it so
2: mm. yes that's the attitude yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't think any other way <laughs> exactly otherwise
0: you're wasting your time <laughs>
2: especially when you're shaping up to someone like i'm just gonna be here for fun <laughs> yeah
0: Ooh. no no way
2: um what has
1: the training load been like lately And how's the body going?
0: Well, lately, um, so it was nice. Had a good Christmas break um, just because last year was such a big year. Unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, but boxing doesn't really have an Mm. off-season, per se. Um, So, yeah, your break is your Christmas break. Um, So (laughs) drank a lot, ate a lot, (laughs) did all the things you're supposed to, gave the body a good rest. Um, But, yeah, recently, yeah, just getting back into it, training at least two, three times a day. So that's including... Cardio yeah. SNC and then obviously boxing, yeah.
2: That's big, eh? like I um I'm a bit I'll mention it probably twenty times. I'm a big Harry Harry man Harry Garcia. Ah uh, yes Harry. Like, Always <laughs> send him a Shout video on, on, the, on the way to the caves. <laughs> eh? oh <laughs> he love did. um I just <laughs> liked, <He> loved it. <laughs> love his journey. I was I more love his persona and his personality. He's
0: a great human being in person a hundred percent yeah the the way he is that you'll see i guess on social media and tv he's he's probably even better in person he's super ge- genuine you know he's very true to himself he knows who he is um but yeah overall he's just a great human like i can't i can't fault him yeah
2: i just yeah and i you just see on his like whatever, where i was going with this is the training that you got to put in because i mean He's obviously got the Olympics and yes. Commonwealth and stuff, so he's doing a lot. And he's like shadow boxing, and then he's cardio, and he's running, and then he's doing gym work. And I guess if you don't know the ins and outs of certain athletes and certain careers in that in that sport, you don't know what they got to put into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love you to like yeah touch on. I guess your day. You're saying you're t- training three times a week, like. Is it like full intense or it's like Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, they're the big days, Tuesday, Thursday, sort of like a recovery sort of day or, yeah, I'd love you to run run through it.
0: So pretty much it just depends where we are in terms of when tournaments are. So it's very important, obviously, like a week of a tournament, we're tapering off. So you will mainly be doing light runs, barely any S&C because you don't want to pull up sore. Um, mainly boxing focused but when we're in our like big training load weeks yeah say for example a Monday could be in the morning you've got interval runs um, one of my least favorite <laughs> <laughs> um, so for example you could be doing so you run for a minute you rest for 20 seconds well, you're, or you're walking for 20 seconds um, and you do that 22 times so that's your first session yep. have a bit of a break you have brekkie kind of chill out it's about lunchtime, cool, S and Z. So it could be power, it could be agility, it could be explosiveness. Just depends what you're trying to work on. And I think that variates for everyone just because we're all in different weight categories and we also, like male and female, you're, you're just bound to be different. So it just depends what program you have. Um, and then in the afternoon, generally boxing, whether you're doing partner work, whether you're sparring, bag work. You're focusing on skills. so mainly like shadow boxing. Um, yeah. So that's, that's usually your full day. You probably finish training around 5, 6 o'clock. You could go into recovery, whether that's ice bath, sauna. You want to stretch out. You go for a walk, have dinner, and you go to sleep. Mm. <laughs> and then you do it all again the next day. <laughs> yeah. So most days, like four to five days a week, it could be like that, like every day. Um, and then generally like a Saturday or a Sunday, you might only have like competition sparring. So competition sparring is almost like a fight. You'll only do three rounds. So we do three threes, three, three minute rounds, one minute break in between. Um, so that will generally yet yeah, be on like a Saturday or Sunday, but you're really upping the pace. Like this is like you, you warm up, like you're fighting, you get into that mental zone. Um, and yeah, you bang it out and then just cool down. So mm. yeah.
1: huge. I know you are quite mindful and, like, obviously that sounds like such a big, like, just load during the week. What do you do to, like, well, manage all of that, manage that load?
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, it's very um, consuming on your brain whether – and I think sometimes um, depending on the session that you have as well, like, if you have a good session, a bad session, something was working, something wasn't um, – I think uh, for me, I journal a lot. Like I write down how I'm feeling, what I'm doing, and I think that just gets the negative thoughts out of your brain onto the paper. And once it's on the paper, they're generally gone. Mm. Um, Even just like talking to your teammates, I think that's a huge one too because generally like a lot of us are feeling the same. We spend a lot of time together. So, of course, your energy is going to rub off on each other, that sort of thing. So, yeah, I think it's just – what I've found for me that works the best, don't hold anything in. Mm. Like even if I'm having a shit sparring session or a, or a crap running session or whatever, um, yeah, I, I think it's best to let it out in that moment or let it out after so you're not holding on to it because you're just going to bring it into the next session and it's not going to be a very productive session.
2: Yeah. With with those thoughts, um, I guess that would come a lot when you're in camp as well because mm. you be training so hard and everyone's there and you're – trying to, you know, improve and be the best you can and so is everyone else. Do you find as an athlete that the break periods that you're in now are harder than when you're actually, I guess, in season mode Like, on in yeah. terms of your mental? A hundred percent,
0: yeah. It's really interesting because um, when you're in camp, you're like, wow, this is real hard. But I love it so much. I love being in that environment. I love... How competitive we all are, you know, the the team environment also, like you spend a lot of time together. and for me, they're they're all like my little family, like family away from home, and that's what we all are to each other. So coming home, I do sometimes find it hard to adjust, like even like spending time with mates, like see Tom and everyone else. Um, it's really funny. sometimes I feel like a little bit not isolated but it can, it's just a different feeling. I think because you're on a totally different wavelength, you know, you've just got a totally different mentality for most of the year. You come home and you're like, wow, either like, you know, people that you're really good friends with, you might not have the same like ideals or morals or values anymore because you've just spent a whole year chasing a certain dream, trying to achieve certain things and you come home and and no disrespect to anyone that's just, you know, at home living their living their life, working towards what they want to do. But when you don't have the same um, goals and ideas, yeah, it's quite hard to come home and adjust to that.
2: Yeah, I agree. And that was my biggest challenge is the off season. Like yeah. the eight weeks you get off, it's, you know, you're probably very, it's probably very similar in terms of boxing. But when you're in camp, it's like when you're in training, it's uh, at this time, we're doing this, 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 we might have a meeting or we might have, um, you might watch vision on your technique mm. and then you might do, okay, then you got lunch break and then you got this in the other. It's all structure, it's all routine. And then you start to really develop like, we're all in this together. Mm, 100%. Competitiveness. And then you go away from that. And like you said, you go and catch up with people that aren't in this environment, like they're striving for their own, their own goals and greatness. But when you're in a completely different environment, the values and the morals and coming back it's like, no, nah, I'm not going to do this because this it, it doesn't align with me. Yeah, 100%. You do feel really isolated. Yeah, and it's, and sure. And it's so much – and it's more comfortable being in the, I guess, in camp yeah. or in training than it is being away from it.
0: I feel super uncomfortable being comfortable, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Like it's so weird. Like I come home and, you know, catch up with friends and family But I feel like, and you always need that break, whether you want it or not. And I've like definitely (coughs) discovered that. Um, I think when you're in training or you're in camp, you have tunnel vision. And sometimes you can lose sight of things that are quite like important just for your mental health or just your overall health. Mm. Um, But yeah, you you definitely feel like, I, I know I definitely feel isolated when I come home, especially like talking to other boxers that are on the team. They feel the exact same way. Yeah, yeah,
1: a hundred percent get that because I mean, as a mate, in terms of this aspect, we're talking about new boxing, we only see what, well, like, what you might put on Instagram, which near on like one percent of like what the actual experience is like, and then and you can even when we catch up, you can tell me all about it, but just actually being there and experiencing it, like that's a whole different ball game, like. Um, so I 100% get that. But, yeah, I was curious as to how you separate Keish the boxer from Keish the person, or like, or the daughter, the friend.
0: Yeah. That is something um, that I struggled with a lot last year. I think um, after I lost at Olympic trials, I had a huge mental breakdown. Like, that night, like, I I cried straight after the fight. I cried on the podium when I got my silver. I didn't want silver. I wanted gold. Mm. Um, And then I cried that night to my parents in the room. I was just absolutely devastated. And I think because I had such hard tunnel vision, I couldn't see what was beyond that. So then, yeah, it took a few days, but I kind of got out of that, that mentality. And then I was like, okay, well, you know, if boxing, you know, this Olympic cycle, it's not mine who, who am I? Mm. Who Who do I want to be outside of boxing as well? Because unfortunately, like you can train as hard as you want. You can want it as bad as you want it. Unfortunately, sometimes you don't get the result that you work so hard for. So it's, yeah, you definitely have to think to yourself, who am I as just myself? Like if I take boxing away, who am I? And I think, yeah, doing the support work, but then also getting into like the catering, like I think I just love being social Mm. and I love being around people. I love talking to people from all different backgrounds, cultures, different views on life, different religious values. Like I think for me, interacting with people helps me with that. Um, Yeah, you can get like a real good – I think, yeah, going back to that tunnel vision thing, when you actually step out of it and you even understand what other people are going through, yeah, you're – Your vision finally becomes wider Mm. and you're like, is it really that deep? Because we can always go back and reassess and get better and just move on. So, yeah. Yeah, cool. It's
2: identity crisis.
0: Yeah, 100%.
2: It's something that (laughs) I guess a lot of other people go through, but professional athletes, it's one of the biggest problems is because everyone ties their… Self-worth, self-esteem, confidence, yeah. appearance, persona, identity to that one thing. Yeah. And if it doesn't happen or it gets taken away from you, it's like, who am I? And I love how you ask yourself that question because, oh, sorry, I've said it multiple times is it's, I had to ask myself the same question. Yeah. Because I cried when I got delisted and it was the, like, it was one of the worst feelings ever because my identity was gone. Yeah. And it's still working through to still find out what that is right now for me. But it's a it's a big problem. But for you to be able to separate y- yourself as the boxer and the person, especially when you're in the ring too, right? Because you'd be in the ring fighting and you got to have this completely different mindset. Like I respect boxers a lot because I would never face up to someone and fight. Like I, I it scares the crap out of me. But like... A technique and learning and doing it for like that stuff is I will do that but to face up to someone you've got to have a completely different mentality and how do you actually get into that like I know you you see like all the fighters and they're like I do this I do that but like break it down like what do you actually do day of a fight because to get into some mental state to go I could either knock you out or you could literally knock me out right now but I'm just gonna fight you like yeah. <laughs> what goes through your head like
0: i think um the best way that i can explain it for a lot of people to understand i guess is like that that white line fever mm-hmm. i think the person that i am outside of the ring compared to the person that i am inside of the ring is totally different <laughs> outside of the ring I, i'd like to think of myself i'm super friendly I'm. i i think i'm genuine um and i like I love to just be calm, just chill. I listen to music, you know. Actually, before I fight now, I write. like I write everything down that I'm going to do. I mm-hmm. think it's very important to like visualize yourself doing what you're doing. Um, and I think a lot more people are getting around that as well uh, and, uh, and understanding like when you go in there, you need to have intent. You need to have some sort of game plan. Yeah. Like I definitely used to go in there and just be like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna warm up. I'm gonna. Yeah, we'll see how I feel when I get in there. It's like, no, nah, you got to be on. As soon as that that first bell goes, you have to be on.
1: So that's your routine to get switched on.
0: Yeah, I write cool. everything down. Listen to some good music. If anything, I, I muck around a bit. Like I always like joke around with everyone and feel good. But as soon as I start, I put on my boots, chuck on my wraps, start shadow boxing. Yeah, I just get in the zone, hit the pads, feel good, nice and sharp. And I just think to myself, well, I've done everything that I possibly can up to this moment. I didn't take any shortcuts. I have full belief in myself. So I'm going to go in there and win this. Mm. That's that's what you have to think before every fight because if you're not going to take their head off, they're going to take yours off. And you have to remember that. We're, we're not in there to just score points. Like at, amateur boxing is a very skillful sport and there's a lot of strategy behind it, but at the end of the day, you're hitting each other, you're getting punched in the face, you're getting punched in the body. like you have to remember um, that there is always going to be a risk going in there as well. like and I know it sounds very intense, but you you are at risk every time you mm. go in, into the ring. like no one's going in there just to play tips and tats like yeah. it, it doesn't it doesn't work like that. Um, so yeah, I think just having intent before you go into the ring is super important. Yeah.
2: can you touch on the visualization? And how how important it is for you and how you do it. Yeah. so like I want like full.
0: You want, okay, yeah, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> so generally I will be sitting on my bed. I've got my notebook in front of me. I'm writing like, you know, I am stronger. I am faster. I am more skillful. I'm evasive. Like everything that I want to achieve in that fight, I already am that. Yeah. Like I, uh, I'm not saying I am going to, I am. And at the end of once I write everything that I want to be in that fight, I go, I am the winner. I am number one. My hand is raised and it sounds a bit crazy, but then I'll go into the mirror and depending on what corner I'm in, red or blue, you generally know where you stand in the ring. If you're in red or blue corner and I will look in the mirror and I will raise my left or right hand. Depending on what corner I'm in. And I look at myself and I'm like, you win this fight, and that's it. And that I think that's fucking sick. Yeah. I love that. It's, <laughs> it, and I know it sounds quite intense, but both of you knowing what it's like to be, you know, on the field in the ring, it's the same thing. Oh, who like wants you, it more, man? Yeah. You, you have to visualize what you're doing. Mm. You have to. I think the, the biggest thing is, even if you don't believe it, fake it till you make it. Mm-hmm. Like, it sounds very cliche, but it's so true like especially walking into for example a boxing gym egos are everywhere i'm not mm. going to lie and it's probably the same when you walk into footy clubs mm-hmm. egos oh, everywhere big time, yeah. yeah it's just that's just a given so if even if you're nervous as hell you're scared as hell don't act it mm. don't don't show it on your face show that you're there and you're not to be underestimated because yeah. I, I honestly think being underestimated, sometimes it's a great thing, but it's worse for everyone else. If you underestimate me, I'm going to show you why I'm here. Yeah. And, I, like, I, I'm not here to muck around either. Like, I'm I'm here for Real a purpose deal. and I'm here with my intent and I'm going to show you why I deserve to be here. Yeah.
1: So. Have you ever been to a boxing match, Bubba? Uh,
2: no. Yes, I have. I have. Yeah. It's actually just, like, um, can, biz- I, can I tell you about it? Yeah, go on. Yeah, it's miniature boxing in Bali. <laughs> ben,
0: I've seen ben it Steel online.
2: The day. Um, ben Steele was over there
1: at the moment. He went the other like I think last night, night no, before. And I was like, oh, I need to hop in there. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: like, but just nah. blend in. <laughs> I perfect.
2: I haven't. I haven't
1: probably, nah. No, nah, it's I, yeah. such a surreal environment. Like, I mean, I've watched plenty, like, Highlights and stuff. I watched you, yourself, like when when you've been overseas, mm-hmm. and I mean, you, you hear some of the wax, you hear the crowd and whatnot. But when you're actually there, like, then you hear the impact of just like yeah. you hit like hitting bodies or hitting oh, like, the. It's, face. So it's, it's so different. Yeah. And even like, I think we went. Oh, I was with Zoe and we came. Oh yeah, you guys came you to in, my final in Scarborough. Yeah. Trials, yeah,
0: yeah, Olympic yeah. trials. Yeah,
1: and I think that was that was my first time watching you, and I think it was Zoe's like second or third. Mm. But yeah, this what you were saying before, just like how prepared you are. Like we could see you outside the ring, like prior to the um, whilst we we're still watching the other fights, mm-hmm. and just watching all that. How you go about it is so professional, and it, like not like obviously we saw you after the fight, and it was like okay, th- yeah, there's keys. Like yeah, um, <laughs> but like <laughs> no, but b- 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 before that, you walked past us as well, and I mean, it's like were just standing there like. Just let, her, just let her. Oh my God, I don't her. even
0: think I saw you guys
1: before. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> you were locked in, a- eh? Hey? <laughs> you were locked in, man. <laughs> That's
0: so funny. I didn't even know that because I only saw you guys after. Yeah. No, honestly, you're just so in the zone. Oh, yeah. Like, but I feel like you have to be. Mm. Like, it's just, it. if you're not switched on, you're going to get hurt. I think that's <laughs> oh, that's honestly what it's like. Like if you like I said before, it's not tit for tat, like it's actually you're getting you're gonna get hit. I'm
1: hard. gonna clip that if you're not switched
2: on. <laughs> that's our new thing. Yeah. Switched on. <laughs> I wanna I hope you don't. Can we dive into the Olympic trial?
0: Yeah, of course, yeah. So
2: yes, yeah, so you, you trialed for the Olympics? Yes,
0: yeah. yeah. So I had two fights. So my first fight was against New South Wales and I won that. Unanimously, that was a really good fight. She, she's also a very good fighter. Um, she, um, has also represented Tonga at Pacific Games, which is another Olympic qualifier, and she'll be heading to the next Olympic qualifier um, in Milan, in Italy, in March. Um, so she, she was definitely no. We, we call them gumbies. She yeah. was definitely no gumby. Like <laughs> she, she was tall as good boxer. Um, so I was happy to get that win, and then yeah, came up against Caitlin in the final. Um, and we had fought two times previous to that. And I'll be honest, first time we fought was my first, like, elite nationals. And being, like, top of youth, yeah, you're top of youth, but once you go into elite, you're bottom again. Yeah. Like, don't, like, it's it's a totally different game. And I think I didn't realise that until I hopped in and she schooled me completely the first time we fought. Second time was definitely a lot closer. Um, and the third time was still close as well. It's honestly, it's it's just a game of inches Mm -hmm. at, at this point. Um, but yeah, I, I lost to Caitlin and obviously, yeah, I was just devastated. I think for me, the dream has always been Olympics. It's always been to represent Australia, stand on top of the podium with my green and gold on. That's always been the dream. So when that was no longer, unfortunately an option for me this time and it, and it took a while to get over too. um, because it's something that you just want so badly. And I think also having that huge emotional release was so important for me. If you try and like bottle it up, I honestly think it just turns into anger and anger is just like another form. It's like a more harmful form of sadness. And if you don't let that out, it's just going to be even harder for yeah. you in, in the future. And I think having that huge emotional release was like allowed me to move on from it. Not quite quickly, but it was like, okay, that's not the goal anymore. What's next? Um, And then, yeah, so straight after Olympic qualifiers, we went back into camp. I think it was two weeks later. But after Olympic qualifiers, I also thought to myself, does this mean I'm still on the team or not? Like I had, like, it was a huge, like, holy crap literally what now? Um, But then I got a call from um, our head coach and he was like, do you want to come back into camp? I was like, hell yeah, I want to come back into Mm. camp. I was like, I was so relieved to get that call. Um, And then a few weeks, probably a month after that, we went to Germany and then that's when I got my first like podium finish internationally, which was huge for me. And that's Mm. something that I wanted um, from the start of last year was to get that podium finish so i ended up with bronze at the world boxing cup in cologne so i was super happy with that
1: oh yeah I, I remember actually talking back a while ago i'm not sure if it was after that second fight with caitlin but like i think it was at that time during your little break over Chrissy and that where you'd actually thought like you might not be going back to boxing. yeah like you actually thought about it. and if you're happy to touch on that and oh, go into that like yeah. but i just want to add just seeing how you've come back for that, like showing like true resilience and just that perseverance, like just a testament to your character, like you've just come back yeah. better and stronger. And you even said just like that second and third time was, a clo- was so yeah. much closer. that it was game so, adventures. yeah.
0: Um, I think when we had that conversation, it would have been just after the Com Games trial mm. for 2022. Um, and I think, it, yeah, it would have been eighteen nineteen. So that was the first time I fought Caitlin. Mm. And yeah, straight after I was like, screw this. And that's when I went up North with Zoe, we mm. worked in Exmouth for about five, six weeks, but I went up North thinking I wasn't going to come back either. Like I was like, I'm done. And I was just like, do, do I really want to keep putting myself through this? Cause it's mentally very tiring. It's real hard when you work so hard and you don't get the result that you want. But I look back now And I think that just made me so much stronger and it made me realize how much love I have for the sport. Like I think sometimes when you train all the time, you're constantly competing, you're doing this, you kind of forget why you're in the sport. And being away, I I remembered why. And I was like, I love this with my whole heart. Like I love the person that I am when I'm training and when I'm looking after myself because, yeah, I went up north, I was drinking every day, I was partying, I was working, I I wasn't taking care of myself. Like it's not the lifestyle that I actually want to have and I realised that from being up north I was like, no, I want to come home and I want to get back to doing what I do. Not only, boxing is definitely comfort for me and it's how I feel acknowledged and seen as well. I think that that is a good thing and a bad thing. Like I think, because obviously when you get results, you feel real good about yourself and people acknowledge you and they see you and you're like, oh, that's so cool. But when you don't get those results, you're kind of like, oh, my God, are are people still going to think this about me? Oh, my God, what do I think about myself? So I think, yeah, that that time period was like very important because I felt like I definitely hit a bit of rock bottom. But then, yeah, to come back and to train again and to travel and everything. Yeah, I remembered why why I did it so and why I do it still.
1: Yeah. Sometimes you just need that separation just to wait and see if, like, the fire can just, like, that passion just, like, to lighten up again.
0: And it is like a fire burning in your belly. Yeah, big time. And it sounds stupid, but, like, you can feel it in your soul. You're just like, nah, this is is me Mm. and I love this and I wouldn't have it any other way. So, yeah.
1: So that was, like, sort of coming back to that level of discipline and resilience. Do you think you've always shown a high level of discipline and resilience and perseverance?
0: Yeah, I think so. Like even um, I was very lucky to have the upbringing that I had too. I'm very grateful for my parents in the way that they brought up not only myself but my sister. Um, They always, you know, kind of drilled into our head to be strong, independent, if you want something you go after it kind of thing. But also coming from a old school Italian background, yeah, yeah, I think that whole, like, discipline was very, like, instilled into me, you know, sometimes doing things that you don't want to do, and I know it sounds stupid, but being, like, 10 years old and mum's like, we're cleaning the house today, and you're going to, like, and this was, like, every Sunday, so, like, getting into routine, everything like that, like... Yeah, I think it was just instilled into me at a young age. And even like I started working <laughs> illegally when I was like 12 or 13 <laughs> at a cafe and I was getting paid 10 bucks an hour. Like, you know, I think, yeah, I was lucky from a very young age. I think I had a lot of little things that kind of like instilled those values into me, like, yeah, dis- discipline, perseverance. Mm. I think COVID was a big one too. Like I there was heaps of boxes that had plenty of potential that stopped because of COVID, You know, just they were sick of training for no reason. And I totally get that. I felt the same. I was like, what am I doing this for? But, um, yeah, I kept going and and it paid off because I just look at where I am now and I'm like, this is exactly where I want to be. Sweet.
2: So cool. Uh, I, um, The COVID situation, how did you deal with that? Like you just mentioned there that people gave up.
0: Yeah, that was super hard. I think – I felt so stuck. I think that that was the problem. Like I was like, I'm not meant to be at my parents' house training for no reason. I was like, what is this? I was like, this is not what I'm meant to be doing. But I think maybe I needed that to really like sit with myself a bit more. Like definitely during that time, I um, I started really like diving into myself. Like I, I started going to therapy and doing all kinds of different things to kind of be the best version of myself because I think, yeah, during that time, <laughs> like everyone, you have a lot of time to think and you're doing nothing. And it was like, well, okay, I can use this to keep going downhill or this is time to essentially level up to a certain extent. Like, okay, if I can't level up through my boxing, through results, what can I do for myself? So I think that was like a lot of um, like self-development and self-growth and – yeah, unfortunately for plenty of boxers, especially um, the ones that I went through with junior and youth, a lot of them stopped. There was like plenty of potential, plenty of talent. And yeah, unfortunately, well, not even unfortunately, they they just chose a different path and maybe boxing essentially wasn't their path and they're doing bigger and better things for themselves. But yeah, I think it, that was definitely like a time where I solidified how much I love boxing and how much I love the person that I am when I'm doing all this.
2: Yeah, it's the power of sitting in your own thoughts, right? Mm. <laughs> sitting by yourself, which is one of the hardest things to do is to literally be by yourself and just be aware of what's going on in your head. Yeah. It's so scary. It is. But it's also developed into you realize like through therapy, through the growth, through the silence, that boxing is your passion Mm -hmm. and that's you and that's where you feel so alive, right?
0: Yeah, 100%, yeah.
2: And it's just something that I think we all need to do that we don't do Um, and it's pretty funny like I heard on um, Jay Shetty. Do you listen to Jay Shetty podcast? Probably not. Do you know who Jay Shetty is? Yes.
0: Yes, Yeah, I do know who that is, yeah. Okay,
2: perfect. I listened to this um, podcast where and they did an experiment on on blokes, and it's would you rather sit by yourself? I think it's for like fifteen or twenty minutes or something, or get an electric shock. And it was like seventy percent or seventy-five percent chose the electric shock.
0: Wow, because
2: I didn't want to. That's crazy. Spend time by himself. Mm-hmm. How scary is that? That is so scary. Because that's but, so concerning. So the thought of harming yourself.
0: Is better than...
2: Than sitting in your own thoughts and yeah. understanding yourself. Mm. Wow. Mm. That is and look what can man. come from it. <laughs> like your passion, <laughs> your purpose, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I just... I don't know We're real big on that sort of stuff and, and diving into that. And, and, and that's the uncomfortable thing. But this is what it can do for you. You can really set your path, your destination. Um, Yeah, I just... I think we all need to do it more.
1: Yeah, there are just times where you can actually just like, well, even when you are sitting own thoughts like, I think when you are first starting and you are doing it, it, your brain is just constantly going. But like with practice, you eventually get that moment of clarity, and when you actually like, even it's just for like a little bit, and it's that moment where you actually get to, like the next thought that might come up. It might be like a. It might be a realization. It might be just like an idea. Or it might be like a breakthrough. It's, it's those moments where like the biggest change, like the biggest change, actually happens.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I believe. Um, yeah, I actually wanted to touch back on that individual aspect, and you kind of mentioned it before on the on the aspect of like your relationships, like with your parents and with your family. Um, boxing be being an individual sport. It's like yes and no. Um, because you still have such a like big support crew around you, and like I know you you mentioned earlier in the pod, like with your dad yep. having the gym, like what are, what what do these relationships mean to you, like and helping you get to where you are along your journey?
0: Yeah, I think it's super important um, to not neglect your relationships outside of your sport. Um, yeah, my parents have been my absolute rocks, and they have supported me one hundred percent through the whole thing. Like even when times were looking not that great, they were the ones to be like, you know, we're here no matter what, what what you choose. You want to stop? That's completely fine. You want to keep going? We'll keep, we'll be right behind you. So I'm super grateful for that. And even my sister, like she's younger and she, um, you know, I guess that, that sibling bond, like she's always pushed me as well. She, I've, I've remembered like, crying in my room and she was the one to come in and be like, it's all good. Like, you know, it'll pass, it'll be chill. Um, so I'm super grateful, yeah, for my immediate family. Mm. But um yeah, even having dad as my coach, we definitely went through like periods where it was super hard. The thing that he always drilled into me though was if you want to stop, you stop, you, you don't do this for me, you do this for yourself. And I think that's super important because I think as a child – you always want to make your parents proud and sometimes when I would achieve certain things and seeing the look on my dad's face was like, oh, wow, like I'm doing really well and this is making him happy. But it definitely took me a while to be like, is it making me happy? Mm. And through, yeah, you know, all that self work and everything, I definitely realized, yeah, it's making me happy. It's not just, it's not about him. And and it's not about my mom. It's not about my sister. It's not about my friends. Like this is all about me, which I know is selfish, but that's the athlete mentality. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, all of you guys, as in my friends, have been like freaking unbelievable. <laughs> you guys have also supported me through the whole way. Like even going out and not drinking and not participating.
1: Well, oh, you are so good at that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it was never hard because you guys were all great, like so supportive and, and I felt super comfortable around you guys and I, I was just myself and I didn't need alcohol to, to have that courage to, to go out dancing or do this or be a part of a conversation. Like I definitely thank boxing for that because I'm very confident in who I am and, and what I can bring to the table in that sense. Um, and even I guess like the side of like romantic relationships as well, like it, it can be quite hard cause you are so selfish. Um, and I, I would also never expect someone to, um, sacrifice as much as me in terms of like, you know, I'm at training twice a day. I love to go to bed at eight 30 at night. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, you, you know what I mean? Like it, time would definitely be a bit hard and I've definitely made it work sometimes. And it depends if the other person wants to make it work also. Like it's, It's 100 and 100 from each person. Yeah. But, yeah, it just – yeah, I think all the relationships around me have definitely supported me through the the boxing side of things. And even the relationships that you have with your coaches and your teammates, like, it's – I love boxing because it is an individual sport, but – you, you guys are a team. You're you're in different weight divisions. You're male, female. So it, it's not like we're competing against each other. We love to be competitive within each other. Mm. Like, you know, if someone's running a certain time, you're like, oh, stuff you. I'm going to try and push it a bit harder because I want to beat your time. Yeah. Or like in the gym, oh, I want to lift a bit heavier than you. Like, yeah. But they support – well, we all support each other all throughout. Like I love when we go away and we fight because the atmosphere that the team brings is just unbelievable. And and we're always there for each other. Like there's definitely been times where someone's feeling down, someone's feeling homesick, and to all like rally around everyone is just, yeah, it's it's unbelievable and, and I wouldn't have it any other way.
1: It is amazing what boxing has provided you and you can hear the gratitude when you talk about <laughs> it. Um, I want to know actually like, It's kind of like a deep question, but Mm. what has boxing taught you about this life in general?
0: That's a really good question. Um, I guess the biggest thing for me is you you can only control what you can control. I think it goes back to like you work so hard, you sacrifice so much, and when you don't get the result that you want, you know what, maybe it's not because you didn't like absolutely bust your butt or you weren't committed enough. Like that's definitely not not the not the reason. It's just because maybe there was a few other variables that you couldn't control that affected that. And you have to learn to live with that. And I think that just comes with everything in life, whether it's work and you didn't get the the promotion that you wanted, a, a relationship, oh, it didn't end it how I wanted. But as long as you know that you give your 100% and you do everything you can do and you don't question yourself, you're true to yourself, I think that's definitely the main thing because, yeah, there's always going to be stuff you can't control. And, and you know what? At the end of the day, it's got nothing to do with you. It's hard, but you try not to take it. Like the best thing is to not take it personally because at the end of the day, maybe it's got nothing to do with you.
1: So you're just like,
0: okay, well, I've done everything I can do and that's cool.
2: Wow. <laughs> Beautifully said. I love that case. <laughs> oh, it just comes, that's just the, the activity, right? That you'd make. Get a piece of paper and a pen, you put a line straight down the middle. One side, you write down what I can control. Yeah. And for you, it's my training, my diet, my sleep, all that sort of stuff. And then on the other side, it's like, well, I can't control what my competitor's doing. I can't control the time of the fight. I can't control if it's going to be 45 degrees in the shed. Like, I can't control any of that. But I can control how I show up, my attitude, my actions, my discipline, my habits, and then that's when you get that undeniable confidence that when you go into a fight, I've controlled every aspect that I can control to my one hundred percent ability, and the things that I can't, I don't need to worry about them because that's just what can make you, I guess, spiral and bring up the anxiety and the negative thoughts and the, you know, those disempowering emotions that we all talk about. If you don't focus on what you can control and you focus on what you can't.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm.
2: It's a powerful exercise. Yeah,
1: facts. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of on that as well, like obviously in boxing, you want your hand to be the one that's raised. Mm-hmm. I want to know what your perspective is on like what you visualize or what you interpret as success and failure. Or is, there, is like is failure a thing for you is it just like you realizing that, okay, that just didn't work this time. I'm going to do like things differently this time.
0: Yeah, um, I think my mentality before was like, yeah, if my hand wasn't raised, that's a failure. But now that I have travelled a bit more, um, you know, experienced a lot more, <clears throat> excuse me, within, you know, with boxing, I think the, yeah, success for me is just no like just improving every time. Of course, result, we, we want the result. We want the hand raised. If we don't get the result that we want, <clears throat> then we, um, we, we look at what we did well and what we didn't do well and, and you kind of like look back at your previous fight and you're like, oh, well, I was working on that and I did it in this fight, which is amazing. And now so what, what didn't I do very well in that fight? Let's work towards it for the next one. But I think I guess for me like the, the way that I feel most successful is if I know that I've shown up and I've given it my all. I would feel so disappointed with myself if I didn't feel like I gave it my all and, like, I felt like, um, you know, I I couldn't perform the way that I wanted to perform. Mm. So I think that's where my mentality is switched a bit.
1: Yeah, so that's just, like, during the process of, of the training and doing that. So it's kind of like you're, f- you're falling in love with the process. Yeah, 100%. Yeah.
0: Like. It's so funny because you hate training when you you don't hate training, but there's definitely certain aspects of training where you're like, I could go without that for sure. <laughs> I, I could skip that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the you're, you're right. It's just more more the process and and more the journey than anything that I think will bring out like the best success.
2: Mm. Yeah, it's about the it's that cliche. It's about the journey, not the destination. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> Such a Funny concept, I reckon, like because you learn so much more about yourself in the process but then we can get so fixated on the outcome or the result but then when sometimes it doesn't go your way, it's like a tying identity to something and then it doesn't happen and then you're like, well, I'm a loser, I'm a failure, like it's a hard thing but you've also got to be able to have vision. The destination and the result, right? Because otherwise it's like, well, like you're going, I'm just going into this fight for the, just a fight.
0: Yeah, just for the sake of it.
2: Like, yeah, you know, you, you still got to have that, yeah. but you can't attach all your happiness and your success mm. up to that, right? Which is so important, especially at 21 wow. yeah. years of age. A lot of wisdom. <laughs> a lot of <laughs> <Thank> wisdom. <you. laughs> just a quick one. Have you ever been knocked out?
0: Touch wood. No. Um, <laughs> I've definitely been rocked, 100%. Yeah, I've been never dropped a body shot before in sparring. Um, oh, gut you,
2: shot, man. Oh, man.
1: Kidney shot.
0: Oh. oh, You sometimes wee blood, I won't lie. <laughs>
1: yeah. If you
0: get hit with a good body shot, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys can see. I do have a tiny little black eye. Didn't notice. But I did try and cover it with a bit of makeup. <laughs> I don't know how successful I was. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, like I said, touch wood. I haven't been knocked out. But, yeah, I feel like it's part of the sport. Sometimes you get hit with shots and you're like, holy crap. It, like, wakes you up. (laughs) You're like, I better switch on now. Yeah. I think in a fight, it's really funny. You have a lot of adrenaline, so you don't really feel it.
1: True, And
0: I think if you speak to a lot of people that have been knocked out in a fight, it happens like that. that. And a lot of them will actually jump up fairly quickly um, after they kind of come to because of all the adrenaline. Um, but inspiring, it's a little bit different. You don't have the same adrenaline um, unless you get into that mindset, which, which is what we're trying to practice as well. A bit like every time you kind of set foot in the ring, you want to have a certain mentality. Like mm. if you, yeah, if you go in there not switched on, you're gonna get hurt, kind of thing. Mm. So, yeah.
1: Before we get into the like sort of like the final end part of the potty, I was curious as to like, did you have anyone that you idolized in or out of the ring that you said, oh yeah, I like it. I want to grab bits of that um, the way that person goes about things or, you know, like someone just like a role model or a inspiration to you growing up.
0: Yeah. That's actually a really funny one only because when I first started boxing, I definitely looked up to a lot of the girls that I'm now on the team with. So, um, there's Kay Scott, she's from New South Wales. She was one of the first women to go to COM Games, um, and represent Australia internationally anyways um, she's definitely been a bit of an inspiration for me since I was younger. I remember meeting her when I was like 14 years old, 14 15 years old and we got a photo together <laughs> and um, yeah last year we we traveled around the world together and that was pretty surreal. Did
1: you show her that photo? Yeah, yeah. it's actually
0: it's a sick photo I have to try and find it actually um, but yeah now yeah we were training together all all last year she's actually turned pro now. I don't know if she'll come back to amateurs I hope so. Um, but also even Caitlin Parker there, there is a, again, a photo of me and her probably when I'm about 14, 15 and yeah, we, we trained together and now we're, we're fighting for the same position. Like, yeah, I want a spot. So it's, that's a real like weird one, but it's cool. Like, I think, I think that's how it's meant to be. Like the people you look up to, you want to be them, right? So no, no better way to do it than to essentially beat them and take their spot or be Mm. on the team with them or anything like that. Um, another big one for me, I met her probably about two, three years ago and her name's Claire Gabriel. She was one of, also one of the first women to represent Australia internationally. She actually funded herself to go to international tournaments cause boxing Australia didn't have the funds back then, especially for female boxers. They were kind of like, mm, mm. we'll just fund the men. We, we don't really like the women that much. <laughs> um,
2: standard sport. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and, um, she, yeah, she went through like a whole lot throughout her career. She stopped for about 10 years and then she came back at about 38, 39 and she started touching up all these younger girls. Like she was just like, she's a mad boxer, but also just like an amazing human being. And um, she, yeah, she's not fighting in amateurs anymore, but I hope to watch her in the pros because I think she'll do really well. But she, I call her, like, my boxing mum or boxing nana because, like, <laughs> she's actually at the age now where, <laughs> where you can't compete in amateurs because once you hit 40 or 41, um, that's the cutoff. What about
1: auntie? <laughs> I one? probably could. Yeah. I don't think she
0: appreciates nana, to be fair. Yeah. She gets real upset, <laughs> but I love it.
1: Yeah, no, good stuff. Um, if there's someone out there, Braden, maybe, <laughs> that's maybe thought about the idea of boxing maybe like going to a boxing center to give it a go. Um, what would you say to them?
0: Oh, just do it. hundred percent. Like whether you're doing it for fitness or you actually want to learn the sport, if you want to, if you want to fight, if you want to go amateur, if you want to go pro, I think boxing has taught me so much both in and out of the ring that I don't think I could find anywhere else mm. or from any other person. Um, it's great for, like motivation, discipline, resilience. Even like on a technical point of view, um, learning how to use both sides of your body, mm. coordination, balance. Like there's there's so many benefits, and whether you're just wanting to get your body moving, like I think it's such a great way, and also like punching stuff, it's kind of fun. <laughs> like it's a good it's release. A, yeah, it's it's a great release. Like. I honestly think I'm not an angry person because I box. <laughs> like,
1: I think I, it's I'm a full sick- circle, eh? It really <laughs> Feedback is. Feedback loop. <laughs> like,
0: I think I've, I'd i like to think of myself as like quite chill and, you know, if I was in a street fight, I wouldn't even do anything. I think I'd just stand there. <laughs> you <laughs>
1: I, could dodge it all, man. I would just be
0: like, no, thank you.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I, I think it's a, it's a great release physically. So I would 100% recommend to anyone. And don't. Don't be scared of looking stupid or feeling stupid. Like that, that's just not even a thing in a boxing gym. Don't worry. Like th- there's egos everywhere, but everyone's too focused on the on themselves. So don't even worry about what everyone else is doing. Just focus on yourself.
1: Yep, beautiful. Um, we talked about this pre- just before we hopped in the pod, um, and I remember we talked about this for a while ago as well. That post boxing career. You want to do your own program, yes? Um, involved with youth, and I was hoping you could touch on that more and what that's going, what that, what you vision that to look like.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, my plan is to definitely stay for another Olympic cycle, yeah. so till twenty twenty eight. But I'm hoping by that time I'll have like a lot more experience, a lot more knowledge, um, and I'd love to start, yeah, some sort of youth program, whether it is remote, rural, local, whatever. Um, in like, you know, teaching youth core values like motivation, discipline, resilience. And it doesn't have to be like just in sport. It can be anything they want to do, even like little goals, like saving up for your first car, even just getting a job, starting to run like, you know, two Ks because eventually they want to do a half marathon or a Mm. marathon. Um, I think it's just, yeah, to, to be able to teach them those core values that I know have taken me this far and hopefully beyond what I am right now. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd love to be able to implement that in in future youth, for sure. Like even I did a bit of um, work with St. John, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, I used to drive like the Ambo, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. I loved that. But even like basic, like first aid skills and how to look after yourself, because I feel like when you look good, you feel good. Mm-hmm. And I think like a lot of youth... And, and it, I think it doesn't matter what age you are. Struggle with depression, anxiety, self-image is a huge one. Yeah, Body massive. image is even bigger. Um, so, yeah, just to look after yourself, to love and appreciate yourself and also to help and do the same thing for other people. So, yeah, that that is definitely my goal mm. eventually.
1: Well, even at the time when you told me, like, hearing that again, uh, I reckon Bubble would be the same, just hearing that and just like – Come, come, come to switch On. <laughs> <laughs> come, come work with us and Switched On because obviously. Oh, you, well, I mean, if you guys listen, are
0: offering. Because
1: obviously, you know that like we're a lot more youth based. So we want to yeah. try to appeal to youth and like share these ideas. And, and so. I love
0: that. I think that's so important. Like, yeah. especially like social media. A big time. It's, it, it's a great thing, but it's also one of the worst things. Double edged
1: sword, mate. Yep. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, not sure where Sit will be in, in 2028 when when hey. you'll be around to think about
2: that. But um we'll be, we'll be sponsoring you. <laughs>
1: hey,
2: I like the sound so, of that. Anyone we'll, listening? Be, um, we'll be on the shorts. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, good stuff.
2: Um I don't have any more questions, but Bubba. I've got I've got two. One yeah. uh, first one, I need to know the answer. Mm. It's been itching me the whole time. Favourite boxing movie. <laughs> <laughs> they're all real, by the way, guys. Oh,
1: they're so real. Like, some true. What true you see events. on the
2: movies is exactly the <laughs> you same. Got to have one, surely. Do
0: you know what's really funny? Me and my dad actually went through a stage where we watched. I, I remember it was one day and it was real rainy outside, and we watched every single Rocky movie. Everyone's
2: done that with their old man. Yeah, yeah, 100%. yeah. yeah, yeah. I've done the same. My <laughs> dad got say, me like, the Rockies. <laughs>
0: yeah, Rocky is such a classic, and you can't go past it. I didn't mind the Creed movies, to yeah, be honest. Like they, yeah. they actually weren't bad.
2: Creed movies,
1: yeah. the new one kind of gets a bit carried away. Yeah, yeah, towards
0: the end it goes a bit yeah. like you know you <laughs> could have okay just kind of done the fight and you didn't have to do all the extras. Yeah. But like but I see, I see the the story.
2: The mm. th- the first Creed one he's like uh, in the desert training. Yeah. Oh, it's like
1: man, <laughs> I've still got songs in my um on my on my Spotify like from that
2: playlist. I will go to war <laughs> when he walks out. You Ever heard that? Which no. one? When he walks out, like, I will go to war.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah, bro, yeah. I know the one you're talking yeah, about. That yeah. is a good... i got to say, the soundtrack to all the the creeds is actually quite good. I cool.
1: think in the second one, he walks out to Icon by... Um, yeah, yeah, I, was, I yeah, love that Jaden Smith. And I was like, I
2: you, I can't you, live in... You can't have the whole series, though. You just got to give me one of them.
0: <clears throat> all right. I mean, I guess I'm going to have to go cliche. I'll just say Rocky 1 because yeah. it is good and... Everyone knows it. Everyone loves it. I love it. I can't say that I don't. Um, Yeah, I'm going to go with that one. like it.
2: Beautiful. Nice. But the last question. Who is someone in the last week that you are extremely grateful for?
0: Oh, I love that one. Someone that I'm extremely grateful. You know what? I'm going to have to say my coach, Justin Lacey, because – you know, throughout the whole Christmas break and even throughout the whole year. So me transitioning um, from my dad to Justin was definitely a, a process, getting to know Justin and how we both work. It was a bit of a bumpy road at the start, but to what we are now is just unbelievable. Definitely like a great team. But definitely in this past week, like the amount of effort and the amount of belief that he has in me and not not only just me, all the fighters at the gym, everyone in the gym, is just unbelievable. He shows up every day for us and I couldn't be more grateful than that. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely someone.
1: Are yeah, you my man? I was just thinking then just like, I have a few people that come to mind, which I'm lucky to have a few people that come to mind. Um but I'm gonna go with me mom. Aww. <laughs> um, just because shout out to the mums. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, yeah, just because last week um, there was a bit of stuff going on, and just, as soon as like, I walked in the door, she just gave me this really big hug. Um, like, and I love, I love, I love a good mum hug. And um, and and then yeah, She just made me feel very loved, and so I'm very grateful for that. And I've called her during the week and I thanked her for it because I didn't thank her at the time. So <laughs> you know, I like that. Yeah. What about you, Bubba?
2: Right, like, I'm. Um, very grateful for my mate cory um over in the goldie mate i reckon we oh well, i don't reckon i know we spent over the weekend we spent about two and a half hours across the whole weekend on the phone to each other oh. um through multiple different things I reckon, and we texted like every day last week i reckon um and it was like i remember it was one phone call went for an hour and Thing was like Aaron, twenty five minutes. Like, I walked out of the gym and put my headphones in, called him, and went to the shop. Was talking the whole time on the shop groceries. Drove home, unpacked them, started making dinner, and I was like, "Bro, we've been on the phone for like, you know, that long." And like, he was going through some stuff, and I was going through some stuff, and and just to you know have that one person there that you can talk to and call whenever was just, yeah, it was really nice. So, very grateful for him.
1: Brilliant. Thanks, guys. Well, Keish, thank you so much for coming in this morning and hey, thank you sharing us a lot of your wisdom in and outside of the ring. Um, it's so good to actually just get, like as much as we've talked about it, just so much more of that insight. Yeah. And I'm hoping all of our mates listen to it as well because well, –
0: That'd be nice. Yeah, <laughs> it would be
1: nice actually. Um, and just to give – so they can get that insight as well into how you go about things and what's going through your head. just like when you're away, how you're doing things because, um, yeah, that'd just be amazing. But um, quickly let us know. Where can we find you um, on social media? Where can we support you?
0: Well, I don't really have like a huge social media – base essentially but I mean my Instagram quiche underscore pergo I'm always posting when I'm in training when I go away internationally but um hey if there's anyone that would like to sponsor me please hit me up always looking for sponsors um and yeah
1: beautiful um yeah make sure to go check that out um and yeah Send, uh, follow the channel remember to follow the channel we don't say this enough at the end of the potties, but because uh, it might say I forget but 2024 we're going to try to do things a bit differently um, we've got the videos going which is good so we can use that for the real um, and then yeah I'm really stoked with this episode um, and hopefully we can keep on this momentum going into the, into the rest of the year so thanks listeners once again for tuning in and we'll catch you in the next one thank you You, my friend, have just made it to the end of another Switched On podcast. Thank you very, very much. If you enjoyed the episode, it would be a massive help if you could follow the channel, rate five stars, of course, please. Tap the notification bell, share with friends and family, or you could do them all. If you want to get in touch to suggest some feedback, suggest a guest, or even advertise your brand, reach out to our Instagram DM. And also be sure to check out our website for more information, resources, and updates for what we've got coming up. Thanks once again. Stay Switched On.